a pox up a beer or a cold libation. Let me tell you how I wrote this little theme. I went and took a call from brother Jason, and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast, and I ask him, what you got? He said, I'll start up with some talking and some moody clips of popcorn, fighting fantasy explorations and some groundless exploitation. Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxings, full month horror movie marathon. Sometimes I'll let the box come on, contest and of course you know it's all about games. I said, slow down, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds RPG Variety. Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. Today, I've just got a short show for you. I am going to recommend some other excellent, excellent podcasts for you to go listen to, and I'm going to open up the mailbag and answer some listener calls. So let's get into it. The first show I want to talk about alludes to the title of this episode, and that's System Mastery. System Mastery is a fun podcast. It's been around for a number of years. I've listened to them for a number of years. I'm a patron. I support them. If you're a patron, then you also get a bunch of bonus content. They talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe novels, which I don't listen to those episodes because that's dead to me. But, you know, some people may be cool. Um BJ, I'm looking at you. But they also, for the Patreon content, when normally what System Mastery does is they'll take a game system that's, you know, not that great, and, and they kind of roast it. And, and they talk about the system and what works, what doesn't. And then in the Patreon podcast, the pay, pay podcast, they create characters for that system. But even if you don't support on Patreon, you just have... You just listen to them on your favorite podcatcher, you can hear them talk about the games. The latest game they talked about is a game called Wizardry and Gunslinger, or Wizards and Gunslingers. And it's all of a dollar on drive-thru RPG, and it's probably overpriced at that. But in the bonus episode of that, when they finished, it was less than half an hour, and normally those go a lot longer. And they said, there we go, we've given you a podcast in less than half an hour, your pizza's full price. And so that's what I'm doing for you today. I'm giving you a podcast at less than half an hour, so your pizza's full price. Of course, alluding to the days back when, you know, pizza delivery, half an hour or less, or, you know, your pizza was free. Um, yeah, check out System Mastery. Just go through their extensive back catalog, find a game that you're familiar with, and listen to them talk about. Or find a game you're curious about and listen to them talk about it. Great fun. next show I want to talk about is actually a YouTube show, RPG Roundtable Roulette. Try to say that three times fast. And RPG Roundtable Roulette is, I, you know, and I didn't take notes before I did this. <laughs> I believe the host's name is Craig Shipman. I might be wrong on that. 
but it's Third Floor Wars, and he does a great job. What he does, he invites other podcasters and other gaming luminaries onto his show, and he has three people in the show, and they ask each other questions and riff off the questions. In the episode I've linked to in the show notes, he has Anthony of Casting Shadows on there and Seth Gorkowski on there. If, and if you don't like Anthony or Seth Gorkowski, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, your tastes are vastly different than mine. It's a great episode. They talk about a lot of neat topics. I, I recommend you listen to the whole thing. But about 11 minutes in, they talk about metacurrency. And if you remember, a while back, we talked about metacurrency on this show, and it kind of devolved and fell apart a little bit because there were some disagreements, and I didn't present my case very well. But I, I was doing a series on what are the lessons we can take from the games of metacurrency and apply to games without metacurrency. That, that was the series I did back in the day. And they kind of talk about those kind of things in there. In fact, Seth Skorkowski flat out says, you, you know, he's, he wouldn't let the lack of metacurrency stop his GM fiat. In 2D20 Conan, if he wanted to do something NPC and didn't have the Doom, but it was cool, he would do it anyway, which kind of goes along my way of thinking. Um, I know that boils some people's blood to hear that. But before you, before you condemn him, go listen to the episode, listen to what they say. It's a, a really interesting episode. So that's the second sh thing I'm going to recommend people do. Even if you can't sit and watch YouTube, you know, put it on your phone, listen to it in the background while you're doing housework. RPG Roundtable Roulette. The next show I'm going to talk about is actually going off the air, Gaming and BS. Gaming and BS is a great show. They do a great job, and they're, they're coming to the end of the life cycle of that show. They only have a couple episodes left, but they're going to leave their back catalog up, so you're still going to be able to go listen to all these topics they've talked about over the years. The episode I linked to, they talk about, you, you know, what lying mechan what mechanics do, do games use to tell if a character's lying or an NPC's lying or to, you know, how, how do you handle lying in your games and telling if somebody's lying in your games? And it's a really interesting discussion. It's about a 40-minute discussion. It starts about 24 minutes into their episode. And I really think it's worth listening to and thinking about. I, I really, you know, and, and those two standout methods they discuss in there are either just flat out tell the player, yeah, you know he's lying. Because if you're playing a, a Sherlock Holmes type or real in, intuitive type, you might, you know, that character might be able to pick that up right away. Or you do opposed roles. But if you're doing opposed roles, you need to do opposed roles all the way around. So all the characters in the party get their opposed role, and then the characters in the party, some of the party might think they're lying, some of the party might not think they're lying, and really the players should be role-playing what the characters think, so that can lead some interesting things. But go listen to them talk about it. So Gaming and BS is my third podcast recommendation. It should go to no surprise to anybody that I recommend Casting Shadows. And there's two episodes of Casting Shadows in the show notes. But I'm going to just kind of skip over that here because Anthony from Casting Shadows calls in. I'm going to play his call later. And then after his call, 
I talk about the two episodes I linked in the show notes. But needless to say, he does a great job. His episodes are very well thought out. And he provides a transcript for each of those episodes. You can go to the the Casting Shadows blog and read transcripts of the shows if that's helpful to you. I know it's helpful to me sometimes. So I really appreciate everything Anthony does. Anthony is also integral into the RPG a day thing. And he actually, in the one episode I linked to, 312, he talks about 2022's RPG a day as they're kind of spinning that up. So it's an interesting, interesting topic to listen to there. So check out Casting Shadows. Next, I'm going to mention the Dungeon Master's Handbook. Now, the Dungeon Master's Handbook is an old school or OSR podcast. You know, it's done by Chicago Wiz, um, who's been around forever. He's, you know, been around from the very early days of the OSR. He was one of the the guys who, for many years, was a judge in the uh, one-page dungeon contest. Um, done a lot of great things. He, he, he had like a three hex thing he did on his blog and lots of great stuff there with the Dungeon Master's Handbook. The episode I linked, and he's recently started podcasting again, and I've linked to his latest episode. In his latest episode, he talks about druids and how he does a change, a house rule to AD&D first edition druids, where instead of having to fight to advance in level after they hit a certain level, he, he didn't think that quite fit the druid, so he wanted to do something different, which I kind of agree with. I'm okay with monks fighting to move up to the higher levels, but druids, does it really make sense for them to be fighting to the death or you know fighting? I, I don't know. But he has some ideas on that that I think are really interesting. I don't want to steal his thunder, so I recommend you go check out the Dungeon Master's Handbook. last podcast I want to recommend before we go to the calls is Cerebrivore. Cerebrivore is a panel show. I'm, I happen to be on all the episodes so far, but I'm not always going to be on all the episodes. But usually there's a cast of characters, well, there's always a cast of characters on there, but usually we'll get BJ Boyd, we'll get Carl Rodriguez, we'll get, you know, sometimes we get Arlen Walker, sometimes we get Joe Richter. Uh, recently we've had although the episode doesn't come out till next week as this is published, but Daniel Norton's going to be on there. We recently had Minion from Confessions with We Tim or Spooshy on there. Uh, we have other guests lined up. So it's a great show, and we talk about a variety of different things, and it's also available on YouTube if you prefer to consume your podcast through YouTube. So check out Cerebravore. Now, let's get into those calls. Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Well, maybe it's your auntie or a joke by your spouse, but the operator's screaming is coming from inside the house. What happens when you tell people no political calls? Well, 
some jokers got to call in with one. Oh, Jason, uh, it's MW again. One, one thing, though, I do think we should get into the politics. There's one political issue that really should be debated here on all the pods, all the pods, especially the pods that are part of the Grog Empire or loosely affiliated with the Grog Empire. Uh, and, you know, it's just like ongoing persecution of gnomes in the Grog Empire. And I, I really do take issue with this. Uh, and um, I vote, I do vote on this issue. So I vote, this is my, I'm a single issue voter, as you could tell from my rant uh, that you played. Um, so I do vote on this issue. So if I find out any of my fellow uh, grog uh, titled uh, uh, aristocracy, um, you know, discriminates uh, against gnomes. Now, I, I, I don't I don't critique the emperors, but anyone else, I wouldn't vote for them. So that's just uh, we should have a big debate about this. I'm just kidding about the Joker part, M.W. That was, of course, M.W. Lewis of the Worlds of M.W. Lewis podcast. And I think that's interesting. I do think some people chafe at the idea of talking about gnomes and say, well, you're relating them to this real world ethnicity. But I think we can have fun and joke about the game world without bringing real world stuff into it. When we talk about the Grog Empire, of course, folks, we're talking about the culture that's grown up around the show Grog Talk. And Grog Talk is over on YouTube. Dan and James are the hosts. They also have a podcast. There's links in the show notes. And it's all about AD&D First Edition, the only real role-playing game. And, you know, some of us are now, you know, landed gentry by means of sending them money. We've been awarded kingdoms. MW, of course, is in charge of the area around Washington, D.C. I'm in charge of the valley, the um, Shenandoah Valley. But as far as this whole idea of gnomes, there's a tension in there because even the emperors, Dan and James, are are divided here because one is a big fan of gnomes and the other isn't a fan of gnomes. So there's that divide whether, you know, gnomes are a good thing to have in AD&D or not, especially as a player character, how useful they are and how fun they are to play. Or are they too silly for the game, that kind of thing. So it is an interesting debate. What I find more interesting, though, is you mention the podcasts related to the Grog Empire. And I'm very curious to see what those podcasts are. We need to compile a list. Of course, you have Grog Talk itself. We have this show. We have the Worlds of M.W. Lewis, which I do recommend you go check out the latest episode because M.W. talks about DaveCon, another old-school gaming convention that is held in Minneapolis that he just attended. So that's a great report of DaveCon over there. The other one that comes to mind, the other podcast that comes to mind, is, of course, Confessions of a Wee Timorous Bushi by Minion, which comes to us live from Japan. And Minion is actually a contributor, contributing author to the Flipping and Turning magazine, the Delph-approved magazine that is all about AD&D First Edition. And I, there's also a link to that in the show notes, the magazine, as well as all these podcasts I'm talking about. Are there other podcasts that are part of the Grog Empire? I'm very curious. I don't, I'm not familiar with other ones, but I should be. I know there's a YouTube channel that we could say is related. Um, one, one of the members over there in Australia has a YouTube channel, and that's also linked in the show notes. Um, I don't know that he's done any podcasting. I, I, I'm woefully unprepared, unprepared for this. So I'll have to compile a list, MW. As far as 
GrogCon that's coming up in September. It's the very end of it, the last week in September, first weekend of October, will be GrogCon down in Tampa. There's a link in the show notes. You can get your tickets. You know, I'll be down there. MW will be down there. I don't know if Minion's going to fly over, but all the, the great people are going to be there. It's going to be a great convention. It's in the same t- place. It's actually part of the Crucible. And the Crucible is a big convention down there, like miniature war games and things like that. So that's going on. Then GrogCon is co-located with that. And that's pretty much all old school role-playing. Although there'll be other things. I'm going to run some old school board games, actually. I'll be running the game from... What am I going to run? I think what I will run... I'm going to run two games. I'm going to run Iron Crown Enterprises' The Lonely Mountain, which is a game... It's kind of like the dungeon game, but it's a little bit different. Each player plays a a group of adventurers, and they're trying to get into Lonely Mountain and get out with as much treasure they can before Smog wakes up and closes all the entrances. So I'm going to run The Lonely Mountain, and I'm also going to run Knights of Camelot by TSR, which is kind of a role-playing light board game. So I'll be running those two board games, but there are going to be a ton of games down there. Highly recommended if you can get down to Tampa at the end of September for you to attend GrogCon. So check that out. Again, links in the show notes. Thank you for the call, MW. Really appreciate it. I am not going to take a stance on gnomes at this time. Are you throwing a Skull Island adventure into the ring for my birthday? Well, uh, you're in luck. Levi Combs' company has an adventure called Escape from Skullcano Island. Yep. It's Skull Island. It is actually says, if the Isle of Dread dropped LSD with the island from the lost while watching old giant monster movies and listening to Black Sabbath, this is the adventure that you'd get. That's what one of the co-authors of the adventure says. It's for Tier 4 players in D&D 5E, and I have it somewhere. Um, i got to track it down. It looks actually very cool. It probably wouldn't be a one-shot, though, but maybe like the opening scene could be a one-shot. Maybe there's a bunch of chapters, and one of the chapters could be a one-shot. Hmm. It seems pretty cool. I'll have to check it out. Let me see what I backed it at. So I'll have to track down. Um, it looks like... I- of course, that was Carl Rodriguez, the Gemologist Presents. Yeah, Escape from Skull Kano Island's a great module by Levi Combs. I've got that both in the print and PDF. I'll be happy to send you the print version over. I, I read through it, thought it was great. Highly recommend it. Um, so if that's something you want to play on your birthday, I'll be happy. I can, And you can't find your copy, I can mail you my print copy so you can prep up to run it. Just let me know. Yo, so at first I was like, rewriting Extinction? Okay, that sounds like a pretty good charity. All right. But then you mentioned that Peter Gabriel and Lucy Lawless both are supporters. And I was like, yep, fully on board right there. You can't have two better people. So awesome choice, Barney. Great stuff. Rewriting Extinction. That rules. Okay, dude. So I went to the show notes. I looked up the Nick Cage video, and I just got finished watching it. Dude, that was awesome. Thank you for sharing that, man. That dude is a trip. I love that he's a telepath. Uh, I love that he dreams of two-headed eagles, and then someone calls him up about a two-headed snake. That's that's the best. Um, everything he said about goth, yeah, 100%. I love me some mist in the morning. I love just... 
all of that shit. And Dracula, okay, Renfield sounds like an interesting movie. Uh, yeah, because Renfield's a fascinating character, man. That's really cool. Thanks again for sharing. Okay, peace out. Of course, that's Joe Richter of Hindsightless, and I appreciate the call, Joe. The charity Joe's talking about, by the way, is um, Rewriting Extinction. You can find it at rewritingdistinction.com, and, and they're trying to reclaim you, you know, some of these wild places and, and save some animals from extinction. And it's a gr you know, very interesting charity. I'm glad Barney picked that. And we talk about all this on episodes 355 and 356 of my show. It's all related to the May contest where listeners called in the Nicolas Cage movie that they thought would be best as an RPG adventure. And that was a real fun contest. It was great hearing everybody's entries. And then I also had linked a video on YouTube where Nicholas, I think this in 356, where in the show notes, where Nicolas Cage answers questions from the internet. And it's well worth your time to, you know, eight minutes to sit there and listen to these great answers by Nicolas Cage. So, Joe, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed all of that. Um, yeah, that's why I'm here to entertain. Hey, Jason, it's Anthony calling from the Casting Shadows podcast from the far flung peninsula of Korea. I just wanted to, you know, give you a note of support. I've been really busy, I haven't been calling in like I would like. But uh, your series of, of comments and reflections and, and interactions with other people about immersion, I think, is a really good discussion. The original episode um, where you talked about immersion in the specific context of your experience with a specific, you know, VTT, I think this stuff is really valuable. And I, and I hope that even though people waffle about the meaning of immersion or, or people will dispute some aspects of immersion that they think are unrealistic or people will undersell immersion because it's not all that important to them. I hope that you won't give up on the term. I think there's a reason why we use it. I think that each generation that stumbles across it as some as the way they want to describe the condition or the, the, the situation that they're feeling I think there's a reason for this. I think we've been using this word pretty much from the beginning of the hobby for a very specific reason. And yeah, it's a difficult thing to talk about. It's difficult to talk about our feelings, right? And, and immersion is definitely something that you notice after it's over. If you were immersed, you wouldn't really be paying attention to, to that particular condition when it was going on, right? So you're, none of us are in the best position to accurately observe about what it's like. But we are, I think, at least as, as podcasters and interacting with large numbers of people, we are in a, a unique position to note similarities and differences. And I, for one, find it extremely useful when people share their experiences and share their conversations and their interactions about topics exactly like this in exactly the way that you have been doing here. So. Anyway, here's my vote of support for not giving up on the term immersion, even though sometimes it can be slippery when talking with certain people, and even though we can be talking about completely different things when talking about it with other people. It's worth it, I think, and 
it opens up opportunities for us to further the conversation against all odds. Anyway, you've inspired me to do my own uh, section of the podcast that came out a couple days ago. And apologies for sending this, these messages from the car where it's very noisy and I've got a dog breathing over my shoulder. So anyway, take care. Anthony, thank you very much for stepping in and <laughs> as you've done in the past and said, children, children, stop for a minute and, and listen to what I have to say. Listen to my wisdom. I, that sounds like I'm saying that you sound condescending, which you're not. I very much appreciate your calls. You are not being condescending at all. I apologize that I, I'm unable to contextualize <laughs> what you're doing, but I appreciate you, you're, you're saying, hold on a minute. This is a worthwhile discussion. Don't give up on it. I really appreciate that, Anthony. Um, and folks, there's a link in the show notes to two episodes of La- Anthony's podcast, Casting Shadows. The first one is episode 3.8, where he ta- he kind of goes over thoughts on the Alien RPG and why the Alien RPG, some design mechanisms and design decisions, help with that immersive experience. I don't remember. It's been a little while since I've heard that episode. You don't have, it's part seven of a series, but you don't have to listen to the whole series. You can just listen to episode 3.8 by itself because it's mainly about the game mechanics of Alien and and like I say, how they help you stay in the game. You you know, we're in a previous show, Colin Green, Spike Pit talked about, you know, when people, you have two versions, two modes in D&D, you have the narrative mode and then when people roll initiative, they go into combat mode. While Alien, the terms, the what Anthony calls game speak, the terms for your combat moves and things are narrative terms, so they help you not switch mindsets. It's a really interesting episode, so go listen to 3.8 of Casting Shadows, and then listen to 3.12 of Casting Shadows, which is Anthony's newest episode, where he talks about immersion in depth. And talk. He gives you some question. He asks some questions to think about. How do you define immersion? Why is it important to you? And you, you know, he that episode three point twelve is prompted by our discussion over here. So go listen to those two episodes. Very interesting. Some some great points over there. And Anthony, I really appreciate you calling over here and weighing in over here as well. You do not have to apologize about calling from the car. I call from the car all the time, and you definitely don't have to apologize about dogs. I'm happy to hear dog sounds all day long. You guys, we haven't heard a lot of my dogs barking lately on my show, but you know, you'll hear my dogs in the background of my show as well. And yeah, very welcome over here. My show is very much a gorilla podcast, so dogs are very, very welcome. Okay, folks, that's the show. It is under 30 minutes, so your pizza is full price. Over the weekend, check out some of these excellent podcasts that I've recommended. Also, check out the podcast of my callers. Those are all excellent podcasts as well. I want to thank Ray Otis for the Coffee Cup Clip Art, TJ Drennan for the wonderful music, all you listeners for taking time out to listen to my show, all my callers, and 
I'll just leave you with the thought, be excellent to each other. See you next week. Joking about your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I fiddle shoot him dead. Bring on the gold, bring on the gold. I want some more, bring on the gold. Is a dustman and your moil is by the tipper And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper Don't look away Zombies are arising and the world is gone to hell. We're living for the dying and we're living for the dead.